0: Welcome to The Thinking Tree, a podcast to help believers renew their minds and reform their hearts. I'm Adam Sanchez.
1: And I'm Jeff No.
0: And today we are taking on Navigating Conflicts in Marriage. Well, and speaking of marriage, my lovely wife is here again. I am introducing <laughs> you on the front end, not making the same again. mistake ever Thanks again. for not forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, wifey. Good to have you. With us again, another episode of The Thinking Tree. So we're continuing our series on conflicts. Last episode mm-hmm. was a doozy, big, big picture overarching themes on navigating conflict, setting up a lot, uh, setting the stage really to be able to take on these nuanced relationships. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to focus on one of the most common ones. We're going to focus on marriage. So here's the question of the day. How can Christian husband and wives deal with conflict in a manner pleasing to the Lord. And if you thought that was any shorter than last time. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Just kidding. This This is is a special two part eight (laughs) eight eight hour episode. not exhaustive. Yeah, we're We're not doing that. (laughs) But notice even the presupposition. It was how can Christian husbands and wives deal with conflict, not avoid it? Right. Not ignore it, not not make sure it doesn't happen, but how do we deal with it? So it's presupposing it is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Here's the reality, there is a divorce rate among Christians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Period. Just mm-hmm. full stop. Christians get divorces. That is not ideal. That is not that is not the best way that we aim for, but we know the realities of sin mm-hmm. bring about broken relationships and a whole lot of heartache. Mm-hmm. And that's not wagging the finger at anyone. That's saying it is painful. It hurts. So that conflict uh, in marriage can result in, uh, in very painful circumstances. Uh, if you go to any counselor website, any kind of, uh, w- whether it's therapy, anything, you name it, Christian, or period, marital counseling is going to be one of the top issues that is searched. Yeah, It is the first close relationship you're dealing with, a man and a woman typically, I mean, America's starting to change, but a man and a woman typically engaging in a regular life together and there's gonna be stuff that comes up yep. friction mm-hmm. when you live together all the time and you know there are different ways you wash the dishes and put them in the dishwasher you know you see the memes that pop up oh on yeah. social media know. you know there's one push person who throws everything in the dishwasher the other who stacks it and orders it perfect. i crack up over that stuff jesse thinks i'm the crazy one so there you go the inside <laughs> Wait, wait, which one of you stacks it the the crazy person
2: Hey, ho, whoa. No, no, I'm going to say whoa. I'm the
0: crazy person on that one. Like I'm the one who's like, no, this needs to go here and this is there. So I will stay away from it if Jesse's doing it. So it just helps out the situation.
1: I just want to stir the pot <laughs> so we could see you work through a conflict I mean, right our, here on our the podcast. Favorite,
2: our favorite thing is when we do marriage counseling and we set something up and people are like, oh, I definitely had you guys pegged as the opposite.
0: Oh, like what?
2: A, like there's a lot of stereotypes that we... Blow out of the water. I'm like, no,
0: it's fun. Yeah. It's a good time. So I'm the stacker. Yeah. There you go. He's the okay. organized, organized one, I'm and I'm the chaos You're the stacker too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And Jesse's free spirit. It get it gets in there. It gets gonna, clean.
2: There's gonna be soap Praise and suds and hot water spurting around in there anyway. Who cares? <laughs> and then
0: the meme, right? Like, yeah, oh, God. 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 it's fantastic. So we deal we deal with these issues, whether secular or sacred. Uh, and here's the thing: when people aren't even, aren't aren't prepared to handle conflict period Mm. before they go into marriage then the likelihood of them getting into really (laughs) hard conflicts in marriage uh, that at times can be unresolved and unreconciled, it's very high. The percentage is very high. So what we want to do is obviously like for our church, we do encourage several forms of preparation for marriage. And we try to build these principles in so that a couple can be well prepared to navigate the conflicts that will come. They'll come over different things. But what we're going to talk about today and really mostly deal with is those things that pop up either because the couple hasn't been prepared or maybe they've been prepared but they're in a really hard season and they're struggling so we're going to highlight some of those mm-hmm, things good. that come up so, so let's start there. there there are different scenarios that happen uh, in marriage different conflict dynamics that occur different themes what are some of those that you guys have seen over the years that that are common to couples? Uh, there's so many um,
1: and you're right and this is why we do premarital counseling right? Mm-hmm. And we're setting expectations we're teaching we're saying hey here's Here's, here's how to be, the, uh, my favorite word, equipped. Mm-hmm. To be equipped mm-hmm. for what's coming. Marriage is wonderful. It is a blessing from God. But, you, but you have got to be equipped for the bumps and bruises that are yeah, coming, right. and and I'll just give you one right off the top of my head, and that's that's the role of husband and wife mm. in the relationship. Mm, mm-hmm, I mean, I could start mm-hmm. with leaving and cleaving. That's a whole thing as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a whole show, right? How do we break away from our allegiance? <laughs> do your normal wedding ceremony
2: right here, right? <laughs> exactly. Hold on, let me pull that <laughs> just up. Insert. Yeah. Um,
1: you know, how do we how do we leave that allegiance from our parents and 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 cleave to our spouse and become one flesh? That's huge. But yeah. then practically day to day, it's these roles. What do how how are we supposed to do this? And mm-hmm. right. so many people in this world, you hear it all the time. It's a fifty fifty relationship, and I know, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's that's what the culture tells them, and mm-hmm. people who who aren't taught differently are going to come in with that idea yeah. that it's, it's always got to be fair. It's 50-50 and I'll do some of this and you do some of this and we'll crisscross. And so there's no definition mm-hmm. to it whatsoever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So of course you're going to be let down.
2: yeah
1: Of course, because yeah. nothing in life is fair. So the Bible <laughs> in it's amazing wisdom has given us these very specific roles and they're hard, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially for people in our culture, this idea of headship, mm-hmm. this idea of, of be subject to, uh, which is a voluntary thing on the yeah. part of the wife to say I'm going to order myself or arrange myself under my husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, those are difficult things. And and to always remember that that's a functional command, not it's not ontological.
2: Mm. Oh, that's it's not, a
1: fun word. It's not axiological. Ooh, wow. you haven't, I don't think
0: you've ever used that one on one of our podcasts before.
1: I'm here to surprise you. <laughs> so in other words, it's not about being or value. Axiology yeah. is, the, is the, the study of value. It's functional. It's, right. it's two equal people that come into the relationship, but they have very defined roles. And, and then within those categories, then you work things out mm-hmm. in a practical sense and all the principles of peacemaking come into play. Yes. But if you don't have those roles correct, um, you don't understand and you don't mm-hmm. understand submission, um, it's going to get messy. Yeah. yeah, and then ultimately, I love to point out to the men. First Peter three was it three seven? Uh, live with your wife in an understanding mm-hmm. way. If he, as as the head of the relationship, if you can do that, ooh, imagine a relationship where both both partners are living out biblical commands simultaneously. That's the sweet spot of marriage, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's yeah. when we're when we're in competition for mm-hmm. for control or yeah. for uh, mixing up those roles. That's where the conflict comes in. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, so men and women are different. What? Mm-hmm. Which is something Is that what you just said? <laughs> some, that's the
0: Cliff No version. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Same, same, but different. Yep. Um, so there's lots of opportunity for conflict. Um, from big things to even really, really um, small things. All these things kind of overlap a little bit there. True. Um, but um I would I'm gonna talk, I think. Decision making and preferences are, are ones mm. that, that you can see a lot. Um, just different men and women are different, and then people are different. People have different personalities and like certain different things. So, we already talked about the dishwasher, right? So, it can be from <laughs> things on how a house should run based yeah. on what we saw done well or done poorly. Where we grew up, yep. um, there can be differences there. Differences in terms of decision making. Different people viewed money differently. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always a great hotbed for lots of conflict and argument. Now you're supposed to work together on on those things. Um, there's different um, different preferences. When kids come into the picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. One, one um One spouse wants another child. One spouse does not want another child. So they got to get on the same page on that. That can cause lots of conflict. Um, You can even talk parenting and and how you guys and think that you're on the same page. Um, And then you have a child and they do something and you're like, we did not talk about this. (laughs) And we have very different responses and have very different suddenly deep felt convictions on how this thing should be handled. Um, And we didn't get to talk about it beforehand. And so that can lead... um, to a lot of conflict um, within there too, so just all all the things, the house things, kids, money, sex, the frequency of that that can be a big um, source of conflict between mm-hmm. lots of couples, just different, and none of those are evil. Mm-hmm. The Bible doesn't tell you how to load the dishwasher. it doesn't. <laughs>
1: No, it's the stacking. No, I mean it doesn't. I'm pretty
0: sure the stacking. <laughs> Stop. The <way> they <laughs> Stop. So
2: those things you you have to work you have to work them out. Like that you bring those principles. You love one another. You're one anothering each other, and you're preferring each other, and you're dying to self, and you're that self-sacrificial love, um, and you're working those things out. But there's so many opportunities to bump mm-hmm. up against one another, and for our sin nature to just come out, and for us to justify it too, right? Because mm-hmm. I could say, yeah. well, I'm the woman, so. So, um, what I how I say to load the dishwasher is the right way, yeah. um, or with the kids too. That can happen a lot too, where sure. the women are like, "Well, this is my call," and in similar ways, I'm sure men would say, "Well, you don't have a say on this." Um, but that's not how Scripture tells us to right. interact with because one flesh, one flesh, one, right. one decision, Absolutely. one mind,
1: mm-hmm. one spirit. We come together, right? Supposed to. I mean, even with yeah. headship, ultimately the man is going to be responsible, but but he, you know he be, he had better get input. From his wife, and they mm-hmm. ought to come to to one mind on these things. Right? Yeah, that's the ideal, and, and that communication. I know I don't know if we have time to talk about communication, but uh,
2: yeah, touch, how, touch how, on, how, on well, it. Well, <laughs> how do I mean? How do
1: we do that? You you have to talk with <laughs> you have to talk to your spouse, <laughs> and in the in the craziness of life, you have to find ways. We talk about this in our Heartwood class all the time. You've got to find times and ways to have intentional conversations in the midst of a crazy world, Mm. putting down Mm -hmm. the phones, turning up the TV, putting the kids to bed and then saying, hey, we're going to take the next 30 minutes to sit on the couch and we're going to look each other in the eyes, phones are gone and we're going to talk about some things, You know, whether it's the download from your day or something that you were hurt by or a decision that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. needs to get made, that should happen every day where there's intentional time To talk through these things, otherwise unspoken things happen. Assumptions get made, Mm -hmm. bitterness Mm -hmm. grows, Mm -hmm. and pretty soon it's like I don't even know that person. Well, it's because you didn't talk. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. You know, you really just haven't. You've been you've been co partners in life. You've been roommates that occasionally
0: have sex, and that's that's it. That's awful. It doesn't that sound terrible? Yeah. You know, it's so interesting about the communication side too. Is there's the talking side, and then necessarily if you're talking. The other person has to listen. That's true.
2: And, the other side.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's supposed to be the way it works, right? Somebody talks, somebody listens, and then that person talks and the other person listens. And it's supposed to be this back and forth mm-hmm. that occurs. That's good communication. And I would say that one of the the struggles in marriage, period... Men and women tend to communicate very differently. Mm-hmm. We talk about that, well, like we joke about it. You know, I've heard the analogy: what? men are like waffles. You know, mm-hmm. every compartment is, you know, has its order in place, and you stack the dishes. Right? You <laughs> I just knew it was coming. Tonight. comes back. I knew it was coming. And, and then you've heard the analogy: coming. women are like spaghetti, and everything's interconnected. Oh, and, that's good. You know, this happened one day back in 1982, and then here I am, 2024. And, and you said this, and here's why. You know, like I, it it's all makes sense now. Like, right? You know, right. And I'm teasing you, baby. You know that. But, but, there is also a reality too, where <laughs> we know that, and for all the women listening, there's no offense that's that's intended by this, but we look at the common generalities. These are just commonalities. They're not. And not every guy is going to fit this person. Not every some, woman is going to fit some people
2: this flip, flip the stereotype. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: But in a general way, men tend to be more compartmentalized. They go to work, they deal with stuff, they come back, they deal with stuff, and it's not a complete bleed over. Sure, it happens at times, but generally that that occurs. And for women, it's all it's all one thing. You know, so that if we're talking about one thing, it's it's connected to this, that, and the other. If we're not focused on an understanding the other person, then that communication, we're going to hear him talk, mm-hmm. talk, and talk, and mm-hmm. talk and talk and talk and mm-hmm. talk, but we're not having ears to hear. We're not trying right. to listen and what are they trying to say? We've heard the the common uh, joke or complaint even that when, when women are talking, men are just trying to fix things, right? And, and the and the woman's like, no, just listen to me. Right, I don't right. need you to fix anything. I just need you to hear me. And the Amphatize, man's like, but I want to solve it. You know, right. I want to help you. Yeah, and,
1: I have the solution if you would just stop talking. If you would
0: just stop talking, right? And, you, and it continues, right? The miscommunication right, right. and then all of that so it can bubble over. So communication is huge. It's kind of in all of those, right? And all those things, you know, roles even. Because they get worked out yeah. in time and space, so you could imagine a young couple trying to navigate, you know, male. I'm going to say male headship mm-hmm. uh, within the home, and a woman understanding the God given role, uh, you know, of a wife. And working that out, they're not going to be perfect on day one. Right. They're not going to be perfect on day a hundred or a thousand either. But <laughs> on day one, they're working it out, and that's part of the process. Right. Working these things out, and even in conflict, it's not that we have to do it perfectly. It's that we're trying to be faithful to to God, really. And, but and you're acknowledging him.
1: the principle up front, and, Absolutely and then working towards it. it. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't acknowledge it, agree on it, say together we're going to work towards it. Then again, where's your where's your There's no foundation. Where's your end? Where are you headed?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So last time we talked about these four Gs, the go higher, uh, get the log out, or uh, I don't remember get the the, log out. the yeah. everyday conflict one. I just remember the one, the initial one, I'm mixing and matching them. But go higher, you've at God first, get the log out, you're dealing with your own issue, mm-hmm. gently restore or... Uh, What's the other way to do it? Gently engage Mm -hmm. is the other one. And the last one is get together, go and be reconciled. And so these four G's working in progression. Now tonight or this episode, we wanted to focus on how do we do this in marriage? Mm -hmm. What does it look like to apply these principles in a marriage conflict? So we want to, we don't have to necessarily make a, a conflict up here, but based on what you guys have seen, how have, how, how have you encouraged other believers, whether they're in our body or other people you've given counsel over the years to follow these general principles in a particular way, like how do they apply something like, um, you know, get the log out? Like what, how does that practically look in mm-hmm. their life?
1: Well, they're, I mean, they're also applicable in I, marriage. I mean,
0: <laughs> I mean, they're just the first one, you know, go back to your
1: identity in Christ. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm so, we're supposed to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Ephesians 5, yeah. 21. Right. So, mm-hmm. so if, if Philippians two, I, I, I put the needs of others before my own. So, that That's true in marriage, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, my wife has to take precedence over my kingdom, yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, that's an obvious one. I mean, all of them get the log out of your own eye. I, I've never had a marriage conflict that was a hundred 0 mm-hmm. It's always, and it, you know, I know in the last show we mentioned 98, too, and that does yeah. happen, but in yeah. marriage, it's usually 60-40, 70-30. Yeah. Um, there's always fault, and so you have to start from that place, you have to say, okay. Um, because you can you can back up an argument, you say, okay, we got we got in a fight over stacking the dishes, but there's something below that. Okay, what's that thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I haven't really paid enough attention to my wife. You know, she's feeling you know left out, and so now she now she picks a fight over stacking dishes, right? <laughs> okay, so so then what's below that? Right. Right. What's going on there? Why haven't I been as attentive? Well, I'm drawn away by work. Okay, is that becoming an idol in my mm-hmm. life? So there's mm-hmm. there's these layers you go through, but it starts with this, this idea that yeah, you know, we have to take that log out of our own eye and say I'm not perfect in
2: this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I think the middle two are in terms of getting the log out of your own eye and then gently engaging and pointing out the others where the other is at fault are really um, uh, difficult uh, but pivotal in terms of how the church should deal with conflict as opposed mm. to the world because the world really because they don't know the God of peace mm. the really the best that they can offer is manipulation mm. and a bartering system where yeah. it's transactional quid so pro so quid. yes yeah. so you you um, put the kids to bed and do the dishes and then I'll give you something that you want, right? It's kind of then it's the tit for tat kind of a deal. You mentioned this on the
0: last one, pursuing personal gain, right? Right, that's what
2: it becomes. But the world will teach you that is healthy. Like that is what you need to do. Mm. But when we look at these principles, when it's really the look at my, what 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 do I bring to the table? Which again, that's where we should start when we have that conversation. We Mm. always want to start with, well, you did this and this and this. But if we stopped and went to the Lord first and examined our own heart and came, like, if somebody comes to you and immediately confesses everything they've done wrong, you don't feel a need to point out what they've done. instead, really, what's left is what you what you have. so, that's, that's the beautiful encouragement that it can be. Um, and then pointing out the other person's fault. You know, I know all this time within the context of marriage and conflict, there are extreme cases that are brought up, right? In terms of like abuse and things like that. So we're not, we're speaking to normative marital conflict. Um, but the reality is um, even in terms of that, the world doesn't think rightly on how to handle those things. Everyone is responsible for their own sin. If I sin, I'm responsible to the Lord before it. And it's against him first so mm-hmm. I need to repent and receive forgiveness from the Lord first. And then I need to repent and ask for forgiveness from my spouse. And then if they have done something wrong, I'm also not to take on that guilt upon myself. That is false guilt also and say, well, if I was just a better wife, he wouldn't do whatever. Right. No, right. then you then you confront on theirs as well. So keeping those things separate, which I think the 4Gs help us to do biblically. Mm. Um, otherwise it's messy and it's unbiblical. Yeah.
1: I think I think also <clears throat> when it comes to uh, uh, g- you know gently addressing the conflict, you got to be a student of your spouse. Like, mm-hmm, what's the most mm-hmm. effective way to approach this with your spouse? You don't right. just you don't just. Uh, so Tanya, Tanya, you know she she hates. She, if she were here, she could weigh in, but she's not. So I get to talk about her. Sorry, honey. But no, I mean, I, I know her very well. I know exactly how she'll respond in a conflict. And so I can go about it in a way that's edu- that's educated, That mm-hmm. that, okay, if I come at her like this, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So how do I do mm-hmm. that? So... You got to be a student of your, of your How do spouse. I love her well in this, exactly. right? How do I, and you, exactly how do you it shepherd
2: is. and lead her well right. in That's that? That's right. Yeah. That's
1: absolutely right. Yeah, Because yeah. if it was just me, you know, I just run in there and steamroll her, you know, because I have better arguments or whatever, you know, or <laughs> yeah. I can prove that she's wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh. How, how am I, a, how am I a loving spouse or shepherd?
2: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah I think of some, some basic principles in marriage, um, And it is not targeted at any one person. Like, so anyone listening, like, you know, oh, it's targeted. No, it's not. These are basic things. Number one, like, don't gossip. Hmm. Like, let's just start there. Like, how often do we hear about Uh. marital conflict? Like, it's firsthand, but it's secondhand, right? Like, it's from a person, but it's about another person. We need to be more careful, I think, as Christians about not gossiping about. Hmm our spouse. And that doesn't mean we can't talk about hard things with others and right. seek counsel from right. others. And there are good formats for that. Like, you know, you you mentioned Heartwood and, mm-hmm. you know, if you're in a group context, you guys are working through stuff together, like there's a context for that. But in a general way, we don't want to be gossipers. Right. We don't want to be people mm-hmm. who are just airing the dirty laundry of our spouse just because we're upset. So, that, you know, that's one thing. And if you're going higher, you're looking at God, you're not going to gossip because you're going to deal with him first. Right. You're going to focus right. there. Right. You know, another way, and I mentioned this last time about, you know, what Adam did in the garden, the first Adam, and He's like, Lord, that's the woman you gave me. Uh, you know, it's blame shifting. Yeah. Just right off the bat, he says, God, it's your fault. Like, oh my goodness. That is the <laughs> worst blame shift ever too. It's one thing to blame another human who is sinful <laughs> like you are, but to blame God who is, yeah. quite who uh, is sinless yeah. like that. But isn't that the nature of our own sin? Oh, isn't yeah. that Absolutely. the nature of our pride? When, mm-hmm. We just want to wag the finger at another. So there's a caution there. We talked about getting the log out. Let's not blame shift. That means we're looking at ourself right. first, right. Right? right? Instead of looking at the other person. Uh, we talked about the contributions, like mm-hmm. look at your own things and see, you know, how have I added to this, you know, whether it is a 30%, I like the percent doesn't even really matter so much as much as it is you're looking at what have I done? How am Mm -hmm. I part of this? I'm not just a passive participant. And Granted, we're talking about general conflicts. There could be things where one individual, I mean, Jesse mentioned like an abuse situation. That There are unique things and sad, hard things that happen. We are not talking about those special cases. We're talking about the normal differences and the conflicts, the daily things that typically arise in a a Christian home, in, in a marriage between a Christian man and a woman. Right.
2: And I think just underscoring everything again, um, humility, humility, and how can we be humble? Um, because we have an example. We have, that is what, um, Christ, Christ's humble example, going to the cross, right? And he's the one we're supposed to be imitating, right? Ephesians five one, imitators of God as beloved children, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. So to keep that humility, which is really hard, like it's easy to say that right now, that's hard in practice. Mm. I feel like my favorite little like, meme gif the going around is like um your picture on your face when you are 45 minutes into an argument and you realize that you're on the same page or that you're wrong but you (laughs) but you're too invested now to like give it up right right? and come on we've all been there where you're like either you realize you're wrong or it was just a misunderstanding right but you're all hot under the collar and you're mad and and you can't let it go like just be humble Be humble. Yeah.
1: Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 is perfect. Imitate God. How? By walking in love and Mm. sacrificial love. That's basically what that verse says. Those are the two things that mark what it means to imitate God. Right. Sacrifice and love. And again,
2: you can be humble and still like, again, unity is not uniformity. Even within marriage. We talked about that Mm -hmm. last episode, but even within marriage, like it's actually okay to hold some differences Mm -hmm. from your spouse.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, we have some.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at my husband. Music. I'm like, I'm like, we do not agree on everything right. <laughs> because no, no. because submission is not agreement. Agreement is yeah. agreement. Yeah, um, it's okay. But but am I standing on those things so firm, and am I not humble? Where I'm like insisting, yeah. right. and is he insisting? Right. When we look at those differences, and we say, okay, God made us different, and He's given us these differences, or maybe there's even convictions that we're different on, and mm-hmm. we're both looking at the scripture and we're just not convinced exactly the same way, mm-hmm. okay, that's fine. How can we move forward? How can we love one another? How can we prefer one another, right? Is this a preference issue? Is this mm-hmm. a wisdom issue? Is it, because I'm not, not always sin, like we can mm-hmm. argue about right. things that aren't sin necessarily. Right. Right. I feel like in marriage most of them are, but we want to believe that they are because we would love to quote a verse and wave that in our spouse's face mm-hmm. so that we're right and we win the argument. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not always that. It's preference, um, it's conscience issue. sometimes, it's a wisdom issue. Sometimes it is a sin issue and you you need to look at those fairly and humbly.
0: That's all good stuff. It is. Okay, there's a couple very practical things here.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh,
0: as we look kind of wrapping up the episode. I, there's so much more we can talk about marriage. <laughs> we could do a whole series mm-hmm. on marriage. I know that we could, uh, or you guys could join Harwood. Right, exactly, <laughs> you'll get you'll get all every, this and every more. time. Yeah, right. that'd be great. Uh, but a couple of really practical things, and and I'm just giving these as more of sound bites that are good encouragements than than they are. You know, I'm not going to tease all these these out, but right. a couple of quick things. You know, something I see very common is uh, a spouse who is focusing a lot on what they're not getting. Mm -hmm. And so the encouragement I would give is not that you shouldn't care about, uh, you know, if your spouse isn't loving you well, that's I'll get to that in a moment, but focus less on what you're not getting and focus more on what you can give. And that that's the nature of sacrificial love, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Right. The nature of sacrificial love is you're giving and you're focusing on what you're giving, not what you're getting. Right. That is very different. And it changes the transactional model Mm. that we see in the world. The, The world wants to, you know, give something to get something. And so instead of saying, what can I give? What can I give? How can I love them? How can I be a student? You mentioned being a student of your spouse. Mm -hmm. How can I be a student of my spouse to love and care for them for who they are? They're different from me. They're unique from me. They're going to have a different set of, you know, wants and desires and all these things, preferences. How can I love them and care for them as God would have me do it? Amen. So that's, that's a good principle on the front end. I would also say, be careful to not hold your spouse to an unrealistic expectation. You know, sometimes we would desire our spouse to be perfect, even when we're not. You mm-hmm. know, so mm-hmm. it's looking at like, you know, well, you need to handle your conflict perfectly, but I'm a hot mess over here. I'm just <laughs> angry, you know, and and that can go either way. That's not a guy gal thing, uh, difference. That's, that's just a human issue, where we hold this idea of per- perfection up for our spouse, but then we don't hold that same mirror up for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. So we do need to use a standard. Jesus, uh, well, uh, Jesus does teach about this, but uh, the the same measure that we measure others would measure to us. So we go back even to Matthew 7, mm-hmm. um, that we should be careful on how we judge. So let's not hold our, our spouse to an unrealistic standard of perfection. And the last thing I would say here, and then I want to hear you guys give some practical encouragements as well, is just that encouragement. And I do say this often, to be a step stool that your spouse could be closer to God. If your disposition is to draw your spouse closer to God, to show them the gospel, to remind them of their identity, and if your focus is helping them to be near to God, you're at a great spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of things that, that you may not know yet or may not have a walk through, but if that's your disposition and your posture is to draw them near to God, to show them gospel love, to show them the love of Christ, to evidence that even in your own response, your identity as one who's forgiven and remind them of theirs too. Oh, a lot of things would be <laughs> a whole lot easier if that was the posture. Yeah.
2: I think, um, I, one of the best i got two really great pieces of marriage advice before we got married and the first was um that every decision should be 4951 hmm. Meaning- which way <laughs> well because Jeff was
0: talking about roles here, I know
2: I know so this is harkening back to the roles um, but I was always really impressed by that that, hmm. that as the as the head that my husband gets the final say but that doesn't mean I'm not involved in the process at all right. I'm as involved as possibly can be because I'm his helper mm-hmm. because I am different yeah. than him I have a different perspective and I'm going to think more about the feelings of the people involved at this decision or like I, I bring a good perspective and together we have a fuller picture mm-hmm. um, but in the so I, I do my duty and give him as, am I full help? And then I can, and then I can leave it to him and I can leave it to the Lord really. I'm really trusting the Lord, um, in that decision. and that has been extremely helpful to me. And then the other one was, um, I just got a card that said a good marriage is made up of two good forgivers. Mm. It had Ephesians 4.32 on it, which says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And we talk about forgiveness and the reality is we're sinners. We're gonna sin against one another over and over and over again. And when you're married to somebody, you're the closest in proximity, you're gonna be the biggest recipient of their sin. Um, And they're gonna be the biggest recipient of yours. And the goal is that we would learn to um, confess our sin and repent and forgive and be reconciled and confess our sin and confess and forgive and be reconciled. And that we would do that over and over and over again. And we would grow into Christ likeness um, in that together.
0: That's, That's good. good. Why do you wrap us up? You got any final encouragements here?
1: Well, uh, uh, feeding off of that, we sometimes forget that our spouse is our brother or sister in Christ. Amen. Right. We forget yeah. that. Like, no, no, you know, the old, the old phrase you hurt was that you hurt the people that you're closest mm-hmm. to. What a dumb, what a stupid concept. I mean, it, it's naturally going to happen, right? Because your yeah. sinners yeah. living yeah. it out. But, but the idea that that, oh, that's just okay. They're really close to us so we can hurt them the most. Wow. Uh, no, <laughs> let's try not to do that. Yeah. Let's treat each other. Let's treat each other with that same standard of yeah. brother, sister in Christ. And let's be, let's be givers. Let's, yeah let's live out that Philippians two principle mm. where I'm putting her needs before my own. Yep. And if I can manage, if my expectation is the way, the way I look at life, if I can just focus on, on me giving to Tanya, anything I get from her is just a blessing and it's gravy. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't expect it. Mm. And she does, she does. She meets, she meets my needs and it's wonderful. But, but my focus is not on that. My focus is on, like you said, in number two, there was giving to her, yeah, yeah. serving her. And if we're both trying to out serve each other, yeah, that's an amazing that's place a good to recipe that's, yeah. a good that's a good place to
0: be that's, <laughs> that's, that's great that's awesome well I, we're going to continue the series and talking about different aspects of navigating uh conflict but we do pray that this conversation has helped you to renew your minds and affirm your hearts and we'll see you next time on the thinking tree